Holy Tuesday, in it? This is Flight oh, Check no. Season you 3, <laughs> Episode 11. We are back once again, uh. talking all aspects of International League of Legends. Uh, and tomorrow, on Tuesday, MSI begins. And, you know, honestly, there is no hype for this tournament right now. So we are here to provide it. I don't know if we, anyone we knows that MSI starts tomorrow, but uh, we are here to inform you that it is indeed here. My name, as always, is Sandy Toes. Actually, in like 12 hours. It is in actually exactly 12 hours. Uh, my name is Sandy Toes. To my left and my extra left, my fellow hosts, Noxwar and Curly Double Q. Gentlemen, MSI begins tomorrow. I have seen very little interest <laughs> from the uh, community, I feel like, uh, on this one. Nox, you, it's crazy that, like, there's been really no hype videos out there, or at least any reception to anything has been, like, lukewarm or muted. Uh, do you feel like people are asleep, sleeping on MSI so far, or is it just... They're not excited because it's the early group stage instead of the uh, actual, you know, big eight-man bracket. I'm really not sure what the deal is. Because, I, I mean, I haven't been super online the past couple days. But, um, like, even the little bit that I have been, you're, you're right. I haven't really seen anything. So, and in my opinion, like, you, you, you look at World's Play and it's like, yeah, there's generally less hype than normal, but, like, people are still hyped. It's international tournament. And we, we don't ever get those, right? There's only two a year. So you would figure people would be a little bit excited because at the end of the day, like, you have a North American team playing, you have a European team playing. Uh, I don't know. I, I, people tend to like the VCS. That's fun. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a whole new format. I, I'm not sure where the hype is. Um Wherever it is, I hope it slowly gets uh, a little more uh, rolling as the tournament goes on. But yeah, no, I completely agree. It's been a little quiet. I really just don't know why. Yeah, it's strange. Curly, do you feel like you've got any insight into what's going on here? I'm going to be honest. I think it's just that the league scene has actually been super flooded and not had a moment to breathe and reset for uh, MSI. Because... I like <clears throat> LEC went on longer than normal. Usually it's LCS is like the last one before any international event. Um, then on top of that, we still had to finish everything with uh, like the proving grounds, open qualifier or relegation tournament, all that stuff. And so there was a lot of covering that. And then CLOL has been active. So at least North American scene, like if you really are in the North American scene, you've been flooded with a lot of tournaments to take care of. And like, I think everyone needs a little bit of a break from even league sometimes, yeah, you know? Um, <clears throat> and so I think that might be part of it. And then it's in England, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think that people get hype for if, if you're doing an EU tournament I don't think people get hype for London I don't know why I can't explain it to you but like I just don't think people do whereas like if you do it in Germany if you do it in France like if you do it on the mainland there's a lot more hype there um I've been I, dying I of laughter watching Twitter complain about all these people coming in and just saying Britain food sucks <laughs> yeah exactly um, on Twitter <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
And so it's weird, though, because like on the flip side, I feel like this is the most information I've ever had about an MSI ever Mm -hmm. with all the like frequent updates from Riot itself Mm -hmm. um, and the plethora of infographics, videos, state of lolly sports, like everything. Yeah. So, yeah, it it could also just be an anomaly. Yeah, it does feel like there's actually been a lot of communication from Riot. It's funny. um, I think on last week's Hotline League episode. Travis said something about how, uh, you know, hey, let's, you know, let's actually, we can applaud Riot on this one. They said they would be more communicative, and here they are being more communicative. Uh, And I do feel like, I'm not trying to be a Riot shill here or anything, but, you know, okay, hey, hats off to them. They've actually been communicating in greater ways than previously, and it's been good to see, uh, even if the general community at large might disagree with their stances or the way that they are approaching certain ideas. Um, I still think it's good that they are communicating pretty thoroughly, in my opinion, um, with some of these interviews and the long blog posts that they've been doing recently. So with that, speaking of off-season, I think it is time to do an off-season check-in. Lots of info just to quickly discuss before we get into discussing msi you had the eg quadra kill um (laughs) getting dropping uh not even really the quadra kill it was more like the the septa kill because he had coaching staff freeze yeah Yeah, coaching staff let go as well um curly what's your thoughts on this one i mean this was like uh this felt like a pretty astonishing move by them. It's not like the team was, like, bad. They, I, I think you could make the argument that they would have pushed for one of the world spots at the end of the year had they stuck yeah. around. So, yeah, I mean, what's your perspective on this move? How are you feeling about it? I mean, admittedly, so I made a tweet shortly after it was announced. I was like, it seems like every day that evil genius forget the uh, genius part of their name. Um, (laughs) But, like, if I was to theorize what it could be, is my guess is it could be them hitting the panic button on League of Legends as a whole. Yeah. Um, Wanting to go super budget on that so they can divert assets to other areas. Yeah. but maintaining a hold on JoJo so they can, you know, get a good buyout for him because I I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the higher rookie buyouts in recent years. Um, so there, there's always the financial motive. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, I, I can't actually imagine, like, a real reason. It's like maybe they're just trying to, you know, cut costs and at least hold on to something because... There's no reason you should get rid of one of the best jungle mid duos in the league. Um, and then, like, if you let go of Sunday or FBI, I would still be, be a bit confused. Mm. Um, but, like, I would kind of understand it a, bit, a little bit less because maybe behind the scenes they just didn't quite mesh as well with the team environment you were going for. Um, letting go of Vulcan is the craziest thing, actually. Like, he is the best domestic support we've ever produced. Um, like, I would argue suppressed Afromu um, since his C9 days at the very least. Like, 
he is the best domestic talent in the support in the bottom lane we've ever had. Yeah. So why the hell would you get rid of that unless you're trying to like essentially give up on the LCS? Yeah. Like for all we like it I'm not I'm the guy. Um every time people have been jumping to conclusions with theories in offseason like last uh summer when they were like FlyQuest is selling, etc. You always hear me say, like, all right, let's calm down, wait for stuff to develop. This to me is like they only have one split left here, and then they're gonna try to give their spot to freaking Mr. Beast or something, and <laughs> not even touch the LCS ever again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, do either of you guys, uh, Knox? Maybe you can answer this. Uh, I don't personally believe the Vulcan to LEC uh, rumors or you know not theories that have floated around, um, but where do you? both kind of see and we can expand it to all four players like these are high quality players that are now up for grabs in the lcs and i would be shocked and or and or the lec you know if inspired wants to return um to the lec uh high quality players where do you see them ending up i mean for me i i see inspired returning to europe i don't know what team i couldn't tell you but i'm assuming he's heading back there um, but I presume that someday FBI and Vulcan find landing pads somewhere else in the LCS and could really shift the power balance. What are your thoughts? Um, so, I, I mean, I agree. I doubt Vulcan goes LEC, but there is a non-zero chance that it happens. Like, I do think it would be foolish for any LEC team to even like completely wave off just because he's from NA, like you shouldn't consider him because he is that good. He's worthy of playing in the LEC. He can be a top five LEC support. So I think any bottom five LEC team should actually probably be looking at him and going, uh, maybe we should probably play with this idea a little bit. Right. Um, so, but at the end of the day, I, I do agree. I doubt he goes to LEC. I think he probably does stay here in the LCS, but Man, it gets real complicated real quick trying to figure out where these guys are going to go on all these different teams. Because you already kind of have Immortals, who's been kind of announced and figured out. You have TSM that's been announced already. So yeah. it's kind of like you have the top lane for Dignitas. So you know someday's not going there. Um, it, at that point, it's like other teams have to start making moves if they want to pick up any of these other players. And it's mm -hmm. just like, well, who's likely to make a move? Yeah. And that gets real complicated real quick. So, um, <laughs> yeah. To name, to name all, where all four of those guys are going, I really don't know. Um, I think, honestly, there's a strong chance that some of these guys just don't even play the rest of the split or the rest of this year, which really, really sucks. Cause that would be crazy. They're all, top, they're all top half players in the league, in my opinion. They're yeah. good. They're very, very good. But uh, I actually... I'm not sure that uh, all of them are actually going to end up playing this summer. I don't think it's going to hmm. happen. I think one of them will not play. At least one. Okay, which one? Which one do you think isn't playing, then? Um, I'm leaning, and I, I really hate to say this because I, I think he should absolutely be playing, but I'm going to lean someday. I, I don't think he's going to have a team this summer. Yeah. Curly, what do you think? Uh, it, do you think all, all of those players will find a spot, or is someone going to be left out? Oh, no, did Curly freeze? Is it looks Curly, like Curly froze. Uh, all right, well, you can give your opinion while we give Curly time to join the call again. My opinion is um, <laughs> Inspire definitely returns to Europe. I already said that. I think Vulcan yep. finds a spot if he's, like, him not being signed would be truly insane to me. Um, and I could see it. Uh, I mean, look, you know, FlyQuest Vulcan has a nice ring to it. 
Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, Team Liquid is not making changes. They've said so. 100 Thieves, I don't think is going to make any changes. So I don't think NRG is not making changes because that, that org is not going to want to take off its fans any more than they already have. Know, so they're just going to let it play out. They've done plenty uh, to ruin, ruin people's opinions about them. Um, I mean, now I have to like look at the other LCS teams, and it's like, dang, who actually is like... I think the only roster that any of these people could end up on would be... <clears throat> Golden Guardians, like, or not Golden Guardians. Nope, 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 nope. Ignore that. Dignitas, <laughs> the other yellow team. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, like, I think Dignitas would be the only people fishing for potential new um, players if, if they've got the checks for it somewhere in the back pocket. Like, that's the only place I could yeah. see them ending up in the LCS. Um, I think, honestly... Any team that wants a chance at making worlds uh, in the LEC um, that hasn't finished top four in either of these splits should be looking for Inspired to round out their roster. Because I'd say the LEC, despite some scorelines, is actually fairly competitive this year considering how much everything flipped on its head in the spring. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, even, like, Inspired on Astralis, on XL, on SK... Um, hell, even though BDS had a really good spring, if they decided that maybe they needed um, Inspired instead of Shio, like I could see all of those being a potential thing. Yeah. I don't think Mad Lions or Fnatic would let go of their junglers. junglers. They're both very attached to that. Um, I don't see Inspired wanting to go back to Koi. Um, but anyone else, like I really think they should be trying to get Inspired on their team. Um, and Vulcan, as weird as it is for me to say, I do you see the smallest world where he could end up here on FlyQuest? Um, I was going to say, are we going to talk about the FlyQuest rumors? Uh, because, like, it, it, it's not something I want to egg on too much. Um, and admittedly, I feel like it would be an interesting. It would be interesting to see how that pans out because of all the beef between him and uh, Ayla. <laughs> um, and then where? Do, and then where does Winsome end up? Like who? Who's going where if we bring Vulcan in? No, I mean, I um, think we should... I really think we should talk about it because most people, when this conversation has come up, where is Vulcan going to land? Inevitably, it's like, well, FlyQuest seems to be the most logical spot. I mean, if you look at... And I've changed the topic, so we are discussing it. If you look at 100 <laughs> Thieves, they're not moving off Busio. Like, we'll run down, I'll run down every single team here. 100 Thieves is not going to drop off Busio. Cloud9, I would be shocked if they move away from Sven. He, you know, they're literally going to MSI with him. Uh, NRG is keeping that whole team, so nothing's changing there. Dignitas, I would be shocked if Vulcan signs with Dignitas. It could happen. I'd be surprised. Golden Guardians, they're not going to make any changes. Immortals, I believe they've already, um, yeah, they're bringing in treats. Uh, they've already kind of made their roster changes. Team Liquid's running it back. And TSM, uh, the rumor right now has Chime as their starting support. The only team that's remaining is FlyQuest. And for, for FlyQuest and Dig, that's about the only options. And even then, yeah. Dig's not an enticing one. D yeah, Dig's, unless, you know. Dig, Vulcan, no. I mean, especially when they're bringing no. over uh, Rich to replace Armut. You know, you could have. Back to his clutch gaming days? You could have. You could have truly made his name? You could have uh, promoted uh, Hoon, right? Isn't that their uh, challenger top laner? Um, could have promoted Hoon, but 
you know, no, you're just going to pay for a Korean top laner who's... Or apparently if you had waited a bit, you could have gotten someday, Or you could have gotten someday, but instead <laughs> you're paying for a kind of mid-Korean top laner. So... Hell, someday with Santorin and Wild Turtle? That sounds like a pretty good roster to me. Well... But, uh, no, Wild Turtle's going to be on TSM. Um... Oh, Wild Turtles TSM. Who the frick am I thinking? I'm thinking Tomo. Yeah, yeah. I'm mixing up Tomo. the FlyQuest alum. Um, we're just too many of us. Nox, <laughs> let's talk FlyQuest Vulcan. A, I want to hear from you how realistic you think this is. B, I want you to... I want to discuss would this actually be a good move? And I think those are two different conversations. Is this a realistic move? For FlyQuest to make, mm. but would it be a the right move for them to make? So actually, I'm glad you asked both of those questions because if you didn't, I was going to bring it up myself. Um, <laughs> we're we're on the same wavelength here. It, it 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 I would say it's a move that should be considered, and I would be uh, surprised if most people didn't think it's a move that would be good. Mm -hmm. However, I do. I'm hesitant on how Vulcan's support playstyle would mesh with Prince's and Spica's playstyles. Um, I'm not sure if it would necessarily be perfectly in sync, and, I'm, and there's no doubt because of how good he is and how good Spica is and Prince's. I'm sure over time they could gel and get it together, but I, I am hesitant to think that they're going to immediately click. Uh, I've never really been super... Yeah, I don't... I think in general, I think Vulcan is like, like he is one of the best supports, right? But I don't know if he's going to be able to click in the way that Prince wants him to click, and that's what I'm hesitant about. And that would that would take more gameplay like analysis for me to go look at and look at like EG and how they play and how Effie, he played with FBI and so on and so forth, and how Prince has been playing with Winsome and Ayla and kind of what they, uh, Prince would expect. Um, I just from eye test view from like very surface level watching games like i don't know how well they click and so i don't know if it would be the right move but it's probably a move because of how quality how good the caliber of vulcan is that should be considered by nick fan mm -hmm. curly how about you uh i'll ask you the same question realisticness of this move versus hey is this actually a good idea Realisticness, I'm going to throw it at a dartboard and see what happens. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of how I view this. It's like, there is, like, if you looked at a dartboard, I would see Vul Fly Vulcan as the rings. You know, you could either, if you land a double or a triple, it doesn't matter which number, if you land a double or a triple, or a bullseye even, you're getting FlyQuest Vulcan. Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of the board, I still see us just sorting out between Winsome and Ayla. Um, because I also... I feel like Nick really likes to try and work on roster longevity. Like, uh, despite uh, the fact that the last two years we have had summer switch uh, switch ups in certain capacities, it's what he goes for, from mm -hmm. what I've seen at least. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but would it be good? I actually, I kind of think it would be good. Um, I think it might start out a bit rough. I'd don't think Prince and Vulcan's playstyles would mesh at the beginning. But Vulcan's like being a seasoned um being a seasoned support, I think he's an adaptable player. Mm. Um because FBI is not Danny, is not Kaori. 
Mm-hmm. And he has always been solid with all three of them um, and achieved, like, decent success with all of them, like, despite how this uh, split went for EG. Mm-hmm. And so I think Vulcan would be able to fit himself into the fold if we got him. So I'd say, like, it, it would be a solid move. It just wouldn't look it at first. Yeah. Yeah, I Late think... game scaling, baby. That's the plan. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's a tough call um, either way. I don't envy the... I, I don't envy the general manager position here because you've got a primo support sitting there on the free agent market. I mean, look, I would... Wow. I'm about to say this. Maybe all those players don't, except for Inspired. I really think Inspired's going to find an LEC spot. But the three others, Someday FBI Vulcan, there's a really good chance they just do not play in summer. Um, Hear me out. The four of them grab Jensen, make an open qualifier team, scale up through the NACL. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. stomp on everyone. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, that'd be great. Like, you know, they've definitely got enough money sitting around that they can like not get paid for like six months. And uh, you know, someday, top lane FBI Vulcan bot lane, you just find a random amateur jungle mid. I think you would just you'd cruise through. Uh, you'd make your way to NACL real fast. They don't even need an org, just just each other. Exactly. Uh, all right, so it's kind of the Fly Vulcan news. Fly Fam, uh, we do need to touch on this. Uh, there's actually Gone. There's a lot more. Unfortunately. RIP <laughs> uh, to Fly Fam. Fly Fam, more like Bye Fam. Wow. Ooh. Ouch. Um, Ouch. Unfortunately. I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a good one. It was not a happy one. It was not a happy one. It did not, it did not spark joy. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the clickbait title would be that. It, it uh, would be. Knox, as our resident amateur expert, um, what are your feelings on this? Do you think that... I, I presume that if they had made it back through the relegations, they'd still be around. Do you think it was primarily caused by the relegations, or is this like a budget thing? Where, where are you leaning on this? Um, if, if they'd stayed, um, or if they'd made it back in, they, they, uh, the team would have stayed. I'm pretty confident. Uh, I thought I've been kind of talking to Loyota on and off in DMs just occasionally about like while the matches were playing for fly fam and the, the general gist I got out of it was like, yeah, no, this, if it succeeds, like we're sticking around, but, uh, obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, no, I, I think they probably would have stayed. Yeah. I mean, I, at the end of the day, it was a great experiment. Really sad, obviously, to see uh, the experiment end. But I'm glad that there was some level of investment. I will be curious, after some of these rumors going around about all 10 NA teams voting to uh, ask Riot, hey, we don't want to have to uh, sponsor a challenger team anymore. I will be curious to see if FlyQuest, because they were included in those 10, uh, if they will indeed at some point sponsor some kind of Tier 2 team down the road, no matter what NACL looks like in the future. Um, I have a feeling that they will, but it feels like orgs are really like, oh, we got to tighten the budget. 
uh, right now. Yeah, I'm not sure. So just throwing this out there, and I don't think it has anything related to budget, but we did let Soul Strikes go, who was yeah. the uh, Challengers head coach. Yeah. Uh, he's no longer with FlyQuest. And based off his tweet, it seems like he's with the new team, supposedly, or at least is trying mm-hmm. to be on a new team. I'm not sure exactly. Okay. But I just want to point that out. Like, it, that may have something to do with budget. It didn't seem like it had anything to do with budget, but just something to keep in mind that FlyQuest Challengers does not currently have a head coach position filled. So that may be the path uh, towards, like, hey, we're looking to get rid of it towards the end of the split, or I'm not really... I'm not really sure what the exact plan is there, but mm-hmm. just something to, like, point out for people to be aware of. Yeah. Curly, your thoughts on the end of FlyFam? Uh, <laughs> the... And, well, also, Philip posting that he is uh, being allowed to explore other possibilities... Feels like a bit of an yeah. end of an era for FlyQuest Tier Two. Potentially, I mean, so with uh, with FlyFam, um, I wasn't surprised to hear that they were going to be let go uh, because, based on like <clears throat> conversations I remember we had with Nick and uh, Loyota, it was very dependent on their success. Because um, I think it's just from what I remember, specifically talking to Nick, is the way that Riot structures NACL unless you are actively involved in the main league of NICL, it's like not a huge benefit for uh, bigger orgs to run that tier three team, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the professional teams is like, <clears throat> it's just not well structured because, you know, it's the inaugural re- uh, year of the program. So as it is right now, there's not much incentivizing them to do that. I do think they still care about uh, player development, which is what I really think um, led to the Philip news you talked about uh, is where Philip, really good top laner, um, he has that LCS experience. For all we know, he wants to have that opportunity to get up into the LCS again, or like maybe he sees it potentially that he like could showcase uh, his skills better with a different roster because you know like C9 challengers, they were really, really good. TL yeah. challengers consistently solid Dignitas. So, like, maybe he sees himself potentially fitting on a ro- another roster better. Who knows? But I do think that FlyQuest is dedicated to the development portion in the best way they can be. Um, so I think no matter what happens, they would commit to Tier 2. Um, even if there's a mass, mass withdrawal and they're part of it, as it developed yeah. back up again, I think they would be him on the first wave. But I kind of think what's really happening here is we're kind of watching a small form case study on weird economic concepts and then how they impact like businesses like this. Mm-hmm. Because it's like this wave of really like, oh, this team is letting this roster go. This team is potentially pulling out of the LCS. This team seems to stop caring. It's like there were little droplets of it last year. Right. And what it feels like is behind the scenes and like all those C level conversations that we would never even be part of. Um, <clears throat> people are expressing concerns that we don't even know about. And so teams are starting to make drastic decisions based on that. Kind of how like a stock market goes through a recession because one person pulls out a good amount of shares and all of a sudden everyone wants to get everything out. I think that's kind of what's happening here. And so I don't think it's org specific i think it's like the scene culture 
that's kind of causing this all to happen. And it's a lot of weird economic psychology going on. I don't know. I could just be right. going crazy, though. No, that I, could be my like I might have a tinfoil hat on. <laughs> <laughs> no, for I all I know. Uh, no, I think those are all really, really good points. Um, I think uh, the way this is a broader point on just the ecosystem at large but i think that we will see in the next six months you know at once after worlds basically um you know between yeah i would say between now and after worlds we will i think we'll see a fundamental shift in kind of the esports economy we've already begun seeing it lots of layoffs um a lot of turmoil kind of right now in the scene salaries going down um across the board so i think there will be a fundamental restructuring to how probably the lol esports scene operates ultimately um which could be really good could be really great for things to um retract a little bit maybe to a healthier sense you know it'll be hopefully a brand new landscape in 2024 right after after the vc money this was a man orgs were given and this is not my rant but it was a mark z rant on hotline league recently and i agree with it 100 percent VCs gave orgs like Team Liquid and 100 Thieves and TSM uh, tens of millions of dollars. And they spent so much money on these like insane facilities. The Alienware training facility, the 100 Thieves complex. And each one of them was like, we spent, you know, they're making this content like, we spent $5 million on our new facility. And then the next one was like, well... Uh, we spent $7 million on our new facility, and they just had to keep one-upping each other. Meanwhile, they're cutting content. You know, all these teams are, like, cutting their content. The content just, like, isn't good anymore, for the most part. Uh, salaries are skyrocketing out of control. And then now they're coming to Riot, and they're being like, uh, Riot, we can't. We can't afford to play these challenger. We can't. We can't pay the challenger players, uh, so we don't want to have to do them anymore. Meanwhile, they were given tens of millions of dollars and frivolously spent all of it because they thought that it would make them, you know, respectable in the global economy scene. And instead, they could have saved all that money, spent it much more wisely, and we would not be in the position that we are today uh, in this ecosystem. So they they fell to prey to one of those classic blunders. They spent more than what they were earning. And I understand VC money is meant to be used to build things and build infrastructure and all this stuff. But there's a way to build infrastructure without breaking the bank and setting yourself up for failure three to five years afterwards. Uh, and that is exactly what we are seeing right now. All right. To today's episode, the boys go through economic downfall. Oh yeah, literally yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the recession, recession, baby. Recession hitting so hard. We talked about oh, it on flight check, bro. Man, it's just <laughs> so incredibly frustrating that people do not understand 
basic economics. All right, it's time to change <laughs> our focus. Time to go international? It's time to take an international flight for the MSI <clears throat> Mega Preview, which probably will be like about 45 minutes, all told. Um, let's start. I found this great thread, Molecule, on Twitter. Uh, Shout out Molecule. Molecule, LOL. Uh, made some incredible graphics for each team. Phenomenal I think, graphics. Why don't we just start with uh, with the most basic idea uh, that I have for you guys. Who is winning MSI? LPL, always. So one of Billy Billy Gaming or... JDG. JDG, JDG. hands down. Yeah, JDG. They're they're. Knox is, the uh, Curly is believing in JDG. Knox, where are you landing on this one? I think third time is the charm. T1's taking it. Ah. I think they're I think they're pissed. There's no way that they're gonna let a third final slip through their fingers again. It, it's gonna be T1. They're not gonna. I mean, they don't have to worry about RNG, so they might have a shot. They don't. Uh, True. But Gen G is RNG. there. <laughs> RNG is not relevant. Uh. Yeah, I think um, I I have LCK uh, as my winner. I don't know who. Um, I feel like there could be a. The way I see it is like a interesting upset where like a Billy Billy or a JD Gaming beats T1 in one semifinal, and then Gen G wins the other semifinal, and then Gen G wins that final. Um, so that's kind of where I'm leaning right now but i think it will be i'll just go ahead and predict genji i think that's fun you know they just won lck finals why not genji um get get, get pays a new title yeah get pays a new title get paid i will say i do really want to see a genji versus jdg matchup though because i'd love to see ruler versus pays that'd be great to Absolutely. watch uh i'm dying of thirst my throat is so dry right now so Knox, i'm gonna ask you to preview <laughs> for me uh the first couple games the first best of threes tomorrow psg and dfm at 8 a.m eastern time and then g2 versus loud right after that so please Knox, take it away while i save yes. my poor let, let me... frazzled throat from dehydration let, let me monologue as you rehydrate for it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, quick, easy roundup. Uh, we got PSG versus DS, DFM, PCS versus Japan. Um, PSG, uh, from the few games that I've watched and from what I heard Mark Z talking about on the Die For You this morning, it was probably the most boring team out of anyone here at this entire tournament, which I find absolutely freaking hilarious. Um, does that mean they're a pushover? No, not at all. It just means they're very standard, and I think come later in the tournament, they should be very easy to find out and prey upon. Um, so in terms of the actual matchup versus DFM, uh, I have PCS or PSG winning 2-1 over DFM. Uh, PCS are still just a cut above Japan, I think, as good as DFM have been in the past. There have been roster changes, though, and I don't think they're going to be as good as they were in years past. So I'm going to give the edge to the PCS on this one. And then G2 versus Loud is... <laughs> uh, the question <laughs> is, is G2 winning 2-1 or 2-0? Because, like, yeah. I mean, let, 
Brazil's been on the upswing, I'm not going to lie. Uh, there could be, and G2 has not looked as good. I mean, they were only, what, the third or fourth best team in EU this uh, past split? So, I, I'm not going to put it past Brazil taking a game off of G2, but uh, let's be honest here. G, G2's, G2's winning this, right? Yeah. So, um, t- take your prediction, it, it, 2-1 or 2-0, up to you. I'll let you spice it up a little bit if you want, but I'm going to go the 2-0 personally. Yeah, I think uh, it should be a G2 win for me, and I have PSG beating DFM for sure. Curly, are you... Uh, what are your thoughts on... Because this is the first time we're seeing a loser's bracket here. Yeah. Uh, so this is And this is Group B we're discussing. So, you know, presumably... Who, who do you have getting out of this group just through the basic win two best of threes and you're through to the bracket stage well so i definitely think uh psg and g2 are going to win their first rounds uh starting tomorrow um and i see <clears throat> there's no reason that g2 shouldn't make it out of this honestly mm-hmm. um especially like they always perform well enough internationally so like it would be a major upset if they didn't get out yeah. of it yeah uh so I I will say, I actually think I favor PSG breaking beating G two in the in the qualification match. Really? What's your uh, why? Just that? just because G two has not looked all that good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caps especially is looking sluggish over in the LEC. Mm-hmm. Um, PSG, like I said, have been very very standard and been very very boring. Um, so I, the thing is. I think PSG are a more well-trained team. I think G2 have higher ceilings and have a probably better chance of hitting those ceilings. Mm. But I don't think G2 is currently in a state where they're going to be able to uh, perform at that ceiling level. So I think in terms of standard play, I think PSG is actually going to outperform them in a best of three. Gotcha. Uh, Loud and DFM, let's presume that they're losing... That first best of three. That's actually That's a really fun match. Matchup. That's hard to predict. That's, That's a, a tough, fun match. That is a very fun match. Brazil versus Japan should be fantastic. I lean DFM, but Loud I feel like could surprise. I'm um, feeling loud, man. See, I, I'm also feeling loud. Uh, mm. all, all the power to Brazil. Yeah, where's your por- Brazilian pride or your Portuguese pride, Sandy? My Portuguese pride? All right, you want me to root for? Uh, you want me to root for loud? I'll I'll fanboy for loud. I'll do it. I'll I'll yeah, I'll, man. I'll root for uh, checks notes. Uh, Robo, Croc, <laughs> Tinones, <laughs> Root, yeah. and T- Cios. Yeah, those guys. Um, R- Robo, Tinones, and Cios are some. Well, yeah. spe- especially Robo and Tinones. Tinones, I know Cios yeah. have been Robo around for a long time. Tinones have been a long time. They are known quantities. Um, Croc and Root. Root is, uh, shoot, he's so familiar. Where has he played before? Croc? Croc was in the LCK fairly recently. I want to say as early as last year, Croc maybe the has year prior. Actually I never been in LCK. Uh, has he not? I think you're thinking of Croco, I think. Oh, I am thinking of Croco. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Root was on um, Sandbox for a while and was before that kind of like floated around lower tier uh lck jr green wings apk prince uh croc has been on he was on lgd for a bit he was in os and then he's been 
in uh brazil for like the last two years now actually so yeah okay that makes more sense he's just been on a couple different teams uh from split to split but he's been on loud actually for a full year uh so i think this will be assuming he comes back for summer this will be his third split with uh with loud um and then opposing them obviously you've got dfm well well okay hang on Presumably, it would be DFS. Presumably. 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 <laughs> um, and so you've got uh, Toll 2, Steel, Aria, Utapon, and Harp. Toll 2 replacing Evie, who has moved over to Heretics in the LEC. Um, Utapon, Harp, uh, who I believe was also on Sandbox. No, KT Rolster. Um and then you've got Aria, who everyone knows, and Steel, everyone knows those folks as well. Um, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it could be loud here. It could be loud. I think um, it's loud. <clears throat> I like that one. Uh, all right. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun match. All right. So let's let's just say it's like G two PSG, and then loud DFM. I think at the end of the day, either G two or PSG will win that match to go to the last chance qualifier in my opinion i don't see yeah i don't i don't see brazil or japan making out of this at all it it will be emea and pcs all right absolutely let's move over to group a on wednesday (laughs) blg is getting out so blg will absolutely get out uh they will stomp they'll if they don't 2-0-2-0 in that group that would be insane um, I have no hope for Rainbow Seven. I assume they're just gonna o two o two and flop out of MSI. Golden Guardians versus Gam. Here we go. The real, the real meat of the group. This right here. is a fascinating matchup, and one that, in my opinion, could go either way. Curly, what are your thoughts here? Golden Guardians looked so good. In summer playoffs, a lot of momentum going their way. Doesn't feel like the meta has really shifted too much. So, where are we at on this one? Um, I... And this might be some blind confidence, um, based on other reasons and ulterior motives. But, I am very confident and comfortable with Golden Guardians, and I think they're going to perform well enough make it out of this unique group stage get to the bracket stage Mm. um and part of it is because i really like when i watched the fly final or like the fly semifinals and then i watched the c9 finals like i like their game plan i think they have a surprisingly good approach to league of legends i think at this point any team that's good at scouting can pick up on what it is and try to counteract it um, much by, like, I don't know, picking Olaf. Um, <clears throat> but, like, for teams that are lazy or ego or might not have basic perception, not even that, like, even if you do try to work around it, because of their effective style of CC chain out the ass and the amount of <laughs> champions in League of Legends that can set up a good CC chain, 
it, it's it doesn't matter what meta it is you're probably going to be able to pull that off uh so i i really do think gg is going to be able to get to the bracket stage all the way like no matter what path it takes them like if they somehow manage to 2-0 blg in the second round or if they have to climb up a little bit and get that third spot from psg's cold dead hands like whatever it is um they're gonna make it and everything's gonna be fine so that's that's my thought process mm-hmm. all right Knox. my over to you my, my thoughts are no matter what happens we're getting two best of threes between Golden Guardians and Gigabyte Marines. It, it, it's going to happen. We're getting at minimum four games, maximum six between these two teams. Yeah. And that's very, very exciting. I'm very curious to see how it's going to go. Um, having said that, in the long run, I think I have more faith in Golden Guardians support staff and coaches to be able to make sure the guys are prepped to play this Vietnamese squad twice in a row. Mm-hmm. I think they'll have the ability to scale up over them. And so hopefully what will end up happening is win or lose this first round. I mean, let's be honest here. I don't see either of these teams beating BLG. BLG's pro- yeah, I think the better question is, do you think BLG is going to drop a game at all real fast? Yes, but only because LPL is fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... It, it, okay, Curly thinks it'll be a game drop. You think they'll drop a game, Sandy? BLG? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think they'll drop a game okay. in this. Yeah, in this I, I don't think they'll drop a game either. I think it'll be a quick 4-0 for BLG. So no yeah. matter what ends up happening, Rainbow Seven's probably going to be out too. Sorry, sorry to the Latin fans. I I know TMB Andrea. Like I just it's, it's not, not happening. happening. So yeah, I, I think what what's going to end up happening is win or lose. Uh, someone's going to run into BLG. They're going to get bonked 2-0. They're going to go back <laughs> to the last. Uh, best of three yep. and then whoever loses the first round is going to run rainbow seven they're going to bonk uh rainbow seven may or may not take a game i don't know how good rainbow seven is actually going to be but i just don't see a world where they actually lose to rainbow seven right and then whatever happens there that final best of three i think at the end of the day what's going to happen is golden guardians is going to have leveled up over the course of that time even after a loss to blg and they're going to be able to beat the gigabyte marines yeah wow all right that's i think that's uh i mean that is the na hopium angle right there and i all i think all of it's you know fair i i actually have a lot of confidence in golden guardians i think um i think this is the redemption arc for a lot of these players for licorice uh for sticks a uh in even really for who and i think um i think this is their chance to really shine on the international stage do I think they'll get bopped by BLG? Yes, absolutely. But I think that they have what it takes to take down Gam in two different best of threes. Um, I don't think... People have this weird revisionist history idea. They seem to think that like Vietnam is stronger historically than they actually are. They actually like show up at international events and do decent in plans and then get bopped in like main stages um like they they can't close out their games are usually yeah they went at least they're entertaining i believe they went uh one in five in their worlds group right and the one win was like the insane win over uh wasn't it jdg actually it was top 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 esports uh yeah it was the insane win over top esports which i was there for I'll never forget that moment. Um, <laughs> but I just don't actually think Vietnam is as strong as people 
like to think that they are. Um, and I think Golden Guardians is in a really good position here. And I think it's going to end up being Golden Guardians versus either G2 or PSG in that last chance qualifier, best of five, which let's get into that one because woof. So you guys both think it'll be PSG versus Golden Guardians. No, I, I, th I think it'll be. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I do think it'll be PSG versus okay. Golden Guardians, and I, I struggle with this. I don't know how I feel. So currently, I'm going to throw you under the bus and ask you to give your opinion first. Oh, how dare you? Um, <laughs> oh man, I. I mean, like I said, I do have confidence they're going to make it out. Um. Is it going to be a clean 3-0? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah, it is. Oh. Honestly. They're just... They're, we're better. We're better. Mm. PCS don't have shit on us. Don't have shit. <laughs> Go back to your uh, football club, Paris Saint-Germain. Hmm. Yeah. So... I will say, I, I differ from y'all in the fact that I don't think it'll be PC, uh, PCS yeah. in that last chance qualifier with us. I think it'll be G2 mm -hmm. that Golden Guardians are playing. And, man, uh, there's something about G2 in a best of five against an NA team that is just terrifying. Why would you... Why would like, you... I know I was, I was just saying that I don't trust G2 to be able to take... Uh, take care of it in a, a best of three versus PSG, which is true, but there's something about playing an NA team in a best of five as G2 that I'm a little nervous about, and I, I think if, if G2 is down there against Golden Guardians, I think G2 actually takes it, believe it or not. Mm. Why would you even imagine this scenario, Knox? How dare you? I mean, I simply don't trust North American teams in an international best of five. That's just... <laughs> so, I was going to say... I, Sandy, you did say last time that we were on with Loyota that you do think Get, uh, Golden Guardians is not making it out of here. Yes, I I don't think it's happening. Uh, I think that they will make it to the last chance qualifier. I really do think this will happen. Um, but I don't see them making it out of that last chance qualifier. Uh, either PSG or G2. I think they will drop to either of those teams. I'm going to set aside money so I can... Uh... Fenmo and Nero for a cameo of him saying specifically F you to you, Sandy, when they make it out of the, okay, of look, the group Let's stage. say something crazy <laughs> happens and G2 drops to, like, Loud or DFM, right? Uh, and one of those teams then makes it to the last chance qualifier. Okay. Th then, does Golden Guardians have a way better shot? Absolutely. Um, but I simply don't trust them against eu or pcs just yet at i would say maybe pcs a little bit more than g2 mm -hmm. um i could see that but right now i'm just i if i you know when the prediction time comes mm -hmm. i'm predicting against golden guardians i i simply am i believe i did predict golden guardians uh for um this, this first this matchup game matchup actually so. Okay. Yeah. So to summarize this, it sounds like Curly believes it'll be a swift 3-0 over PSG. Mm. 
I believe it's probably going to be a 3-1 in favor of G2 versus Golden Guardians. Mm. And Curly's was Golden Guardians as well. And then Sandy's is also a Golden Guardians versus a PSG matchup. What do you think the scoreline is? Uh, I'd say probably 3-1, win one game to give NA fans false hope. It'll probably be game <laughs> two, honestly. It'll, they'll go down 1-0. They'll win one. Everyone goes, we've got a series on our hands. And then PSG kind of like rolls through games three and four. Um, you know, that'll be, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So so there, there there we go. We got two Golden Guardians versus PSG, one versus G2. Uh, only one of us is predicting Golden Guardians to win, and it's versus PSG, and that would be Curly. So. Y'all nice need to summary. be more faithful. Now I understand why you were never CLG fans. Great. Hey, that was that's actually. true. I you, was you, a CLG fan oh, way back in the day. Uh, and so then you've been I, burned. I, uh, I was burned by your faith. I was burned by Madison Square Garden, actually. I was going to say, Everyone Curly, was... you do understand that me, me and Sandy are pretty old veterans of the low esports scene. We, we've learned it's not true. to trust NA. Yeah, I've, been, <laughs> I've been on this on these rides before. I know how these movies end. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's look at the relative strength in the overall bracket, uh, in the bigger bracket. Genji, JD Gaming Mad, Cloud9, and T1. Um, I, I, interesting question here that I want to ask you guys about. Mad and G2, are they like, are they the best representatives for EMEA to be sending? I, no. I, I actually don't mad, know if this mad, is Mad, yes. Like, yes would, and no. Would, would BDS have been a better representative? Than G2, yes. yes. Right now, at the current strength, yes. Yeah. I, I, I still think Mad is a good... I think they've really earned their spot there. Yes. Well, um, they finally won... Uh, they finally won some best of fives. Multiple best of fives. Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. had to. Um, um, and I knew, I knew they had it in them. I knew they were going to. You know who uh, I take over both Mad and G2, though? At a solid... Um, Slotting at a solid number five on my power rankings. Cloud Bye nine, man. baby. Right okay. behind Gen G, JDG, T1, and BLG. Cloud nine slots in at number five on my power rankings. Believe it or not. I am very high on this team. I am not high enough uh, to... <laughs> this is... The phrasing on this is quite interesting i'm uh i don't feel that they will win their first round one matchup but i do think that they'll win in losers bracket so has it been announced how the seating works for the main stage I don't are there pots I don't do we know think so so I'm, I'm i'm gonna theorize here for a second yeah go ahead I'm, I'm, allow, allow me to spread some na hope mm. just, just for a brief moment mm. so hear me hear me out please hear me do out. please do so we have two seeds from korea already starting the main bracket along with the number one chinese and european and north american seeds right knowing Riot's typical history of how they want to seed matchups I would have to imagine, as messed up as it is, because power ranking wise and like just eye test wise, it's clearly not true. But seeding wise, Riot is more than likely going to seed Cloud9 at probably the fourth pot, right? Over T1. So, what that tells me is basically Cloud9 is going to end up playing one of T1 
in my opinion, G2, PSG, or B, uh, BLG. Those would be one of the four teams. That's a, that's a pretty fair chance that you avoid T1, and then Cloud9 against PSG, G2, or... Uh, okay, so I should say 50% chance. You have a 50% chance of getting a team that you actually want to play in the first round. Because mm-hmm. I don't think you really want to play BLG, and you don't want to play T1. Absolutely. So, no way. Yeah, my, my theory, if... If it's true and how the Riot's going to seed things or not, you have about a 50% shot of getting either G2 or PSG. Um, so we'll see. I, I think Cloud9 can actually take both of those teams in a best of five, and they would actually be favored, in my opinion, if those matchups actually happen. But uh, at the same time, you got another 50% chance where you get T1 the first round or BLG the first round, and then, oh, well, good luck. Yeah, I think... Um... No, no matter how the bracket shakes out, I think it'll be really interesting. And I just got to say, like, it's so nice knowing that there is double elimination here and that there is, like, a chance for redemption. Not that you want to use that as, like, an excuse to just, uh, you know, completely throw or int. You know, you never want to int you know, your, any game that you're in, but, like, there is, like, a bit of a safety net, um, and I feel like once you hit that loser's bracket, there might be some slightly easier competition for you to get a decent, uh, get a decent dub off of Curly. How are you feeling about the relative C9 strength against some of these other powerhouse teams? It's weird that I have more hopium for Golden Guardians than I do for Cloud9. I would say yes. Uh, Explain yourself. It is weird. Explain yourself. (laughs) Oh, man. So every once in a while, when you have have a notion to do what we do and decide to talk about the League of Legends scene, talk about people who are objectively better at the game than you, and um, just what like and what happens in the scene, so that there's a bit extra content, and try to make these predictions about how things are going to go. Every once in a while, you look at stats, you look at eye tests, you look at everything, you throw that all the window for something you consider to be gut feelings or vibes, and for whatever reason, the vibes tell me that C9 is not going to perform as well as they think they are going to perform, and you know what I think that is akin to. I think that is because I had the most ridiculous amount of hopium for them ever heading to Worlds last year. And it's the first time I've ever had C9 hopium, where I've actually wanted to be like, yeah, these guys are good. And they flopped so hard for my expectations of them. And granted, they had a different mid laner. Maybe Jensen was the problem. So maybe with MNS everything will be better. Spoiler, he was. I, I, uh, but, but, (laughs) but to be perfectly honest... MNS is the reason I uh, I am actually down on C9 here. I think really? domestically, oh yeah, I think domestically MNS showed his stuff here. I think he's great for the NA scene. I think like undisputed, he earned his he earned his finals championship. He earned a spot on the main roster. He should stay there all summer. Um, but I think he is going to be checked so hard by every other potential mid laner that he will see on the uh, bracket stage unless they it is specifically PSG. 
that is the only like that is the only case where I could see Eminem not having a tough time. Um, the, and I think that's partially because on his path to C9 and the LCS, he had already been active in some ERLs and like had some high highs and low lows. Um, granted, based on a lot of the interviews that happened at the end of finals and other stuff in the Twitter scene, very different player from those times. Maybe I yeah. need to have a little bit of recency bias to have some hope for him, but like that is where my heaviest critique is. And then also I'd say the secondary thing is even though Sven, for me, has finally proved himself a very solid support, I'm going to stop shit-talking on him, I still <laughs> think the international pool is once again just that extra step above. Um, so <clears throat> that's that's why with Golden Guardians, I'm very comfortable. I know what they're about. Um with C9, I think it's just the hype can be a bit much, and it's a bubble that I expect to be burst. Do you not feel that... Because... All right, let me restart this sentence over. I think a lot of people, if Eminez had been playing for the entire split, that would have put him at number one on the All-Pro, and it was only because he only played the second half of the split that he didn't make it to number one on all pro do you not feel like that counts for something just that his insane performance over the back half of the split catapulted him in many people's minds to top three they just couldn't give him that top one because he hadn't played the full split does that not count for I, you? again no no it's not even that it, it does count and like i said i do think domestically excellent mid laner he's earned his yeah. spot he's earned my respect it's just kind of it also comes down to when you compare all right what region produces which role the best um i'd say na top laners are pretty solid um i'd say any na supports if you get the best of the best pretty solid um na junglers I, I think Nox is the one. Nox is a huge advocate for saying we've got really good junglers. Mm-hmm. Is that the you know? But mid, mid we've always to me I felt had a gap. Any time like you bring in any other international like league, and mid to me is just where you see the biggest gap aside from maybe ADC. And so that's why I'm so down on it. It's not that I doubt him. It's just I have such a high expectation for the competition he's going to face. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Nox, do you have any... any So how do do you think Gory's going to do? I think that's another thing. Is uh, I think given Gory's track record, where he's come from, the path he's taken to this... He's got a bit more experience with the, like, pool of mid laners that he would likely be facing. So even though he, and he was the actual first All-Pro. And so that's part of why I'm also more confident on GG. Mm. Now, granted. Okay. Does that mean when it comes to the bracket stage that I fully believe that they are going to make it far? I don't know. I am also having some, mind you, I will tell you one other major reason that has given me such a huge, huge, like, 
probably un unnecessarily big bias for Golden Guardians. And that is the last time we sent Stixay and Huhi to MSI. They went almost all the way. Mm. They they made it so much farther than anyone ever believed. And so that's if they did it once, why wouldn't they be able to do it again? Right. No, I and I think that's a very yeah, it's a very fair um I like narratives. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it is a good narrative. I'll give you that. I think my response to that would be I have not seen anything yet from Cloud9 that would cause me to doubt their ability to play well in this tournament. And I don't think that they have been a typical NA team, whereas in older times, you might have a Team Liquid or a TSM that's just like, we're going to win by playing late game scaling and just being better at you in lane, and then we'll just wait for you to make a mistake and win through that. This was an aggressive team that played well, had the laning, but didn't just play late game scaling. They played a whole bunch of different comps. And so that's why I'm a lot I'm... higher on this team and have them at that kind of number five ranking for myself uh, with, you know, Mad Lions G2 kind of right behind them. But I just think that this is probably one of the strongest teams we've ever sent to an international tournament. And they should be expected to do well. The expectations should actually be kind of high for Cloud9. Does that mean I expect them to win a best of five versus JDG? Not necessarily. Do I expect them to not get 3-0'd and put up a fight? Yes, I, I expect them to do well and take games off of these elite teams at this tournament yeah i would say um i don't know at least for sure this is the strongest team we've sent to msi since 2019 team liquid mm. and even then I'm, I'm struggling to remember how uh hyped people were on team liquid heading into 2019 because like i know team liquid made finals then but i don't remember the hype going into it yeah. right so I would say this Cloud9 team is for sure more hyped and uh, has higher expectations than last year's EG, than uh, the year prior's Cloud9, because that was the one with Perks and Zven, and that one was just weird. I like I never had a lot of faith going into that MSI. Yeah. 2020 didn't happen, so I would say at least bare minimum 2019 MSI was the last time I've like I had any faith of a team going into MSI, and even then I'm not really familiar with how strong people are feeling about that particular team liquid roster so um yeah i would say this is definitely one of the better teams we were sending to msi at least in recent years right no i i i'm in complete agreement with you on that <sighs> only if only we could have had 2020 cloud nine now that that was a team i was going to be hyped if for. only we could have had 2020 cloud nine that would have been so so freaking good I would have been absolutely overjoyed uh, to see that team perform. 
Okay. Uh, I've kind of run out of things to say about MSI. It starts no, tomorrow. I, 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 Do you guys have any other MSI thoughts you want to say? Um, I'm just excited for this format. I'm so yeah. excited to see. We we have more than three best of five series. Yeah. We everything's a best of series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's so good. One hundred percent. It's so good. One hundred. Thank you, Riot, for actually listening. <laughs> Yes, thank you for doing your job and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, doing the right thing. Uh, we really appreciate it. You I'm going to be honest. The thing I'm most hyped for is the uh, the promos. I always like the international mm-hmm. tournament media a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the global Riot team just always pops off, and it's very exciting, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. totally agree. So, so very look, looking forward to seeing all that, looking forward to seeing Big Ben um the shard um some over the shoulder shots of fakers uh jersey um you know a, a looking off in the distance at a horizon of a trophy all that yeah, stuff yeah, it's yeah. going to be great you know exactly you know some some super hype uh some super hype <clears throat> trash talk maybe uh, maybe like a monitor glitch actually what i really want is caster june just to somehow be in here in there for whatever reason yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, uh, because be honestly, if you want your event to be hype, just get Caster June to like say two words, and everyone's gonna be there. You're good. You're set. Yeah, you'll be absolutely right. Write him a check. Call it a day. <laughs> yep. Uh, I am dropping flames like crazy. Apparently, you absolutely All right, are. Time, 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 time to wrap it up then. Yes. Wow. Um... <laughs> I don't know why I'm still connected to Discord, but the stream has died all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, actually. I thought it was uh, me at first, but when you I still, uh, when I still heard this, your voice, I was like, oh, it's you. This sucks. Um, it's all right. At least it happened while we were rambling in tr- uh, instead of the actual wrap-up. The broadcast you were watching has ended. Um, okay, wait. Reconnection successful. All right. Let's go. Let's get it back. Oh, and we're back in. Hey. Okay. Oh, they're back. Just we're in back. time for the close. I don't know what happened there. Lag spike of sorts. Uh, but It's because timing. you're not supported by the Cisco network. Uh, and I, you know, Xfinity really letting me down, actually. That's what's, uh, that's what's been up. So, Biggest perfect timing for us to close out the show. Do want to thank our friend of the show, Arkham Avalon. With the sub tonight, sub for two months. Thank you for the tier one. Your uh, $5, which becomes like $3, I guess. Very much appreciated. We each got a dollar tonight, fellas. Uh, Woohoo! Making the big bucks on our show. Can't wait to go to my local vending machine. Totally. I, I don't know. Vending machines are like a dollar twenty-five, dollar fifty these days. I will so. play a game of pool at my bar. There you go. Brilliant. <laughs> Easy. Thank you, everyone for tuning into this episode of flight check msi starts tomorrow believe it or not 8 a.m eastern time uh billy billy gaming versus rainbow seven wait it's no actually name. that's not a that's no no, no that's, that's, that's uh, two days from day now after that's two days from now it's uh psg versus dfm and then g2 versus loud three hours after that be sure to follow FlightCheck on Twitter for all of our reactions and thoughts. You can catch the show at FlightCheck Crew 
myself at Santos DB, Knox at Knoxwar with two R's, and Curly at Curly underscore double Q underscore. Uh, make sure to hop into the Flight Check Discord as well. Been pretty active of late, I will say. All oh, kinds sure. of esports discussion and otherwise taking place there all the time. If you missed any part of this episode, the VOD will be up on YouTube tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, I will be working to get the audio on your Spotify account as fast as I possibly can, hopefully by Wednesday. If you're watching or listening to those and would like to catch the show live, we broadcast the episode usually every Monday night, usually at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew. All right. Curly, any final notes, shoutouts, or plugs before we wrap up? <clears throat> Despite everything I said earlier, I'm still going to be rooting for uh, both NA teams all the way, no matter what, even if they fail, even if they flop. I'm going to be NA till I die because, you know, it's really fun to root for the region uh, that is representing you. So give C9 all your support when they get to play. Give GG all of your support when they get to play. Um you know, also have some sympathy for the fact that they have to have London food, uh, you know, just all that. Um, yeah. And honestly, I'm really just excited to have international play uh, because, you know, it'll be one of the two times a year I actually watch uh, Eastern teams play because, dear Lord, I'm okay. never watching those streams that late at night slash early in the morning. Um, <laughs> it's impossible. Really it is impossible. And also, actually, like, shout out to Ted Lasso. I know this is out of nowhere, but I recently started watching it. Um, mm. And... Honestly, oh, so good. it's a it's, it's so a great good. series. So just really out of left field. Shout out Ted Lasso, great nice. show, uh, really good life lessons and really good comedy. So yeah, go watch Excellent. it if you haven't. <laughs> uh, Knox, your shout outs and plugs, please. Uh, you know what? Shout out for having our first podcast in over two months of just us. Yeah. So great it's kind of nice to be back. Just the back it feels to, good to some normalcy. You know. Feels good, man. Get back to the basics. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Back to basics. Uh, For myself, let's see. Uh, I went to a great concert on Friday night. Go listen to Spirit Box. Uh, They blew up over the pandemic, basically. So it's kind of like they're not like an obscure artist, but uh, it was a fantastic show. Go check them out. Um... That's about it. Shout out to shout out to the State Department. Please return my passport to me really soon. Oh, dude, same. Actually, please <laughs> return mine. It's been a while. I'm getting nervous. It's been, it's been there for three and a half weeks. So I just need it by late September, which should happen. Uh, but, you know, uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. So I've got mine right. like right here, guys. Like, what? Like, like. Nice. Don't yeah. open it on screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week to discuss uh, how MSI is going. So for now, stay safe out there. Don't forget to hit the head on the nail, and we'll see you all very, very soon. Adios, everybody. Have a good one, guys. Peace, y'all.